Hi, this is Skip Lackey, and I was in the 1985 horror comedy film Once Bitten, and this is Chris and Scott with the Vampire Movie Minute podcast. Enjoy. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Vampire Movie Minute Podcast. The podcast covers any and all vampire movies not covered by any other movie by Minute Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris, and joining me once again is... Kelly Florence. Author and fellow podcaster as well. You should check out her books, The Science of a Whole Bunch of Awesome Stuff, like Women in Horror and Stephen King and Witchcraft coming soon and Agatha Christie coming soon. Yes. We love science and horror, and I love this movie, Vampire Hunter D. It is my first time seeing it. Yes, which is fantastic. It is a really decent, well drawn, and good story. I think I I don't I'll never say it's a perfect movie, um, uh, but yeah. the aesthetic the artistic aesthetic behind the whole thing is beautiful in a lot of shots, like the opening with the the castle and the moon. Oh yeah, and I love <laughs> how the the fog is drawn and um the background and the fight scenes. Just the colors are so vibrant and beautiful and. A lot of times unexpected, um, right. so I really like uh, everything that's about to happen in the next five minutes. And I know a lot of people have problems with anime for a lot of reasons. We have discussed them on the podcast already. But um, I think this movie uh, holds up in a lot of ways uh, that uh, definitely not for children, but teenagers would be okay. If they've watched Game of Thrones, they could totally watch this movie. <laughs> right. Uh, watched Westworld, you can watch this movie. Yeah. Um, but I think um, in terms of the violence, gore, and sex, it is appropriate enough and not overt in that way that makes people uncomfortable exactly okay so we open up our five minutes uh with uh d being like i gotta go and doris being like no i love you d okay doris we get it and count magnus lee brooding like angel and batman in the bat cave yes i love how every time they show him he's just got, got his fist on his face he's just sitting there he's bored he's been alive yes. for centuries and he makes a comment later on about, like, I will make a woman my bride, but I will be bored with her soon. And yeah. it reminds me of recently rewatching the movie, um, the um, the movie where, um, God, forget, forgive me for all the actors' names I'm about to forget, but uh, Loki and the Ancient One are vampires, and they have, like, long-time horrible marriage relationship problems, but they stay apart. And what's his name from Alien is there and Anton Yelchin before oh. he died. What is that movie? Well, I, I you lost me. You lost me. I don't know. Loki, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, yeah. Okay. And the ancient one from Doctor Strange. Okay. So Tilda Swinton. Yes. Oh, only lovers left alive. Oh. Okay. Yes. This reminds me of that. Where Countess Magnus Lee is like, I marry these women, I turn them into vampires, but boy, do I get tired of them after a while. Yeah, well, and, you know, they, they're they saying he must be between five and 10,000 years old. And can you imagine, uh, just as a vampire, how boring it must be to keep seeing all these people come up and they have to relearn everything that you've already learned. And it's probably pretty frustrating. Right. Could you – are you married? Yes. Could you stay married to the same person <laughs> for 10,000 years? Honestly, right now here in this podcast I – mean, 
No, I put you on the you know spot. It's, ironically, it was our anniversary yesterday. So. Oh, okay, good. So that answers <laughs> that question as a yes. It's been five thousand years. Okay. No, um, I don't. I don't know. I think that I think it would get boring. I think that it it might be like we need to go live in a new city for a while. You know, like in Oh, We Lovers Left Alive. They do love yeah. each other, but yeah. you cannot be with the same person for a thousand years. Yeah. You can't. You yeah, need to I, get out I there. I'm, I think I'm on Count Lee's side on this one. <laughs> It's like let's 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 have some time apart, or yeah. maybe we'll consensually see other people, which is fine. Right. But we will always love each other, and we'll have a moment we come back for a couple of years together. You know? Yeah. Um, what is with D and like the shade? Do you think he's always had his eyes closed? Because it's like sometimes he's like looking at something, and then his eyes open up, and you're like, is he just using like the vampire force? Because let's face it, vampires seem to have the force. Uh, yeah, and I'm always I was trying to figure out like what's his hair, what part is a mask, and what part is the hat. It's just very mysterious. I need to see what's going on under there. Um, a friend of mine wants to to cosplay as Vampire Hunter D, and I'm like, you are too tan, woman, too tan. <laughs> and she's like, I. I'm like, what? He's a vampire and he's pasty white in the show, and you are brown as hell. And she's just like, listen. <laughs> I will bleach temporarily. <laughs> um, she's very tall and she could probably pull it off. But I just yeah. had to make the joke. It was just like, you are too brown to be playing yeah. that character. She uh, actually wants to come with me to a vampire play, ball and play Akiyasha from Queen oh. of the Damned. And I'm just like, all that. And yes. And let me dance. And just, just let me just, just hold you in my arms. I'll be like dancing. And she's just like, all right, all right. That would be <laughs> awesome. I'm not going there for your benefit. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I walk in the woman looks like Akiyasha. I've seen her yeah. Akash, Akashi, Akashi, whatever the character. What's yeah. the character's name? I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. You know who I'm talking about, Aaliyah's character, yes. yeah. Yep. And I'm just like, um, I walk in there with you in my arms, dressed like that. You were there for my benefit. Yes. <laughs> you can dress how you like, but you are there to be like, this is my eye candy. This is my friend. She yes. is just a tall, beautiful, just I worship. <laughs> These two are the minions of uh, the Count that we are introduced to, finally. Yes. Um, sword Man and Two Big Forehead Girl, I like to call them. Uh, <laughs> um, what Do we have their names, Candy? It's it's Ray and um, La... Uh, I have it written down. La Mika. La Mika! La Mika is the daughter of the Count. Yes. And so she's she very believes. racist and prejudiced against... Humans. Um, Dom Peels, and little does she know. Well, that's a spoiler. Never mind. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, if you haven't watched the movie and listened to this podcast, go watch the movie first, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Um, yeah, she is a little bitch. I yeah. hate her the entire movie until the very end. <laughs> I know. Then she totally redeems herself. So. But I hate how she is drawn. Yeah. I'm. She I'm has not, this forehead that, that is just ridiculous. I'm like, what? I know. <laughs> it is not great. He is like disgusting in all the ways Gaston is as well. But as a, he's not a vampire though. Right. He is a. What would you call him? Um, I don't know. Um. Like well, a ghoul, maybe. Yeah. The I, actress, by the way, who played Lamika in it, this is it for her. Oh, really? Yeah. She did this in Bastard, which is um, an anime from the 90s and early 80s and just actually just came back on uh, Netflix with a 2022 cartoon. It oh. is not 
for children, by the way. Just okay. FYI. Watch the preview and you're within the first five minutes of the preview and you're like, whoo, yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> um, yeah. That's always fascinating to me when I, I go down the IMDb rabbit hole and see people who just did a couple of things and then never again. Yeah. Uh, the, the voice actress who plays Lamika in America, Eddie... I, I um I'm, I'm assuming it's just pronounced like the way I'm seeing it E D I E Eddie mm-hmm. Merman isn't like a thousand things. She's oh. in the aforementioned Wicked City, by the way. She plays Kanako. She's the female detective in that movie. Okay. Um, Tron Legacy. She's a computer voice. Troll Hunters. Tales of Arcadia, uh, which is the Netflix animated show. Uh, Dragons. Rise to the Edge. I think that's on Netflix. I don't know what it is. She was in uh, Rio and Rio Two. Hotel Transylvania. CSI. Cause everyone's been on CSI. Howl's Flying Castle, Digimon, uh, several Digimon cartoons, The Big O, uh, several Star Wars video games and Star Trek video games. So her, she has a prolific voice acting career that's still going on to this day. That's awesome. Um, but the, and then the actor who plays, uh, what was the swordsman's name again? Ray. What was it? Ray. 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 Yes. Uh, Ray is played by Kerrigan Mahan, um, in English. And uh, was in um, pr- uh, Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> he was a penguin. Oh. <laughs> um, but best known for playing the voice of Goldar on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, Goldar, Rita. Uh, you know, he had that voice the whole time. Yes. I will get the Power Rangers for you, my queen. Um, so he played Goldar in 132 episodes of Power Rangers and, uh, and uh, 50 episodes of another Power Rangers show. Uh, because it was a Japanese character or a guy in a costume, and then they overdubbed it with uh, a new voice actor. Oh, okay. Um, and then the actor who played uh, him in uh, Japan, who Kazuki Sagabe. I definitely mispronounced it. But he was <laughs> Psycho Mantis in the Metal Gear Solid films. Uh, he was in Dragon Ball, which will keep him in money for the rest of his life, and Sailor Moon. And Bubblegum Crisis, just to name a few animes that wow. he's done. Um, but his voice acting career goes back to 1973 and is still acting. No, he's not acting anymore. I'm sorry. He passed away in 2006 at the age of 58. Okay. So back to our hatred of these two. Um, <laughs> they're just not great characters. No. Um, they don't come across as being great characters at they're all they're just like they're spoiled brats and they're greedy and they're jealous and they think what i love about this scene though is that they think they have the upper hand and then they both you know get shot down and it's so satisfying right they come to the house with a girl it's uh you know d basically gives them the option of being like you can leave with your lives yeah. i'm not gonna kill my, my beef's not with you it's with your boss with your dad they immediately can sense that he's a damn peel. Yeah. And it, it's very reminiscent of the fight between Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker in um, The Last Jedi, I think. Like, yeah. Luke doesn't touch him, but Kylo does all the moves. Yep. D's flying in the air uh, with the rushing of the cape and everything. Love it. Yeah. Uh, styli- st- stylistically, just incredibly well done. Um the entire art direction of the movie really shows through. Oh yeah. I just and don't. I love... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And I was gonna say I love that that scene and that sequence. That was like one of the first, um, one of my favorite first uh, first favorite scenes in this movie because it was just so beautiful. And then that rush of red blood, like it was just like, yeah, I'm here for it. Totally. Just very 
incredibly anime style with the red blood. Yeah. Like, if you watched any anime cartoon, it's right there. I mean, even when D gets impaled as well, it's yeah. the way people smile, the flash of the blood, the way the blood is just running down the clothes. Yeah. I miss that in anime in the 80s and 90s, and th- that's yeah. exactly what this is. It's also uh, different to see the hero get this hurt, you know, this soon. Like, you know, right. we see, like, uh, uh, Die Hard, Bruce Willis's character, you know, he gets beat up the entire movie. Right. But uh, with characters like this, we don't quite see it. But D, you know, pretty much heals up in a jiffy. Yeah. And also, you know, well, I thought, oh, they just introduced Ray and now he's dead. But but he uh, was able to, as, as D puts it, like move or warp space. Um, so that he, you know, was able to to get out of that, and I thought, oh, that was cool too because it's unexpected. I have, um, I've actually seen somebody. I remember at Anime Boston, I have seen someone dress up as, um, as uh, Lamika. La, Lamika, sorry, oh. Lamika, oh. and she did a really good job with the uh, colorless contacts in her eyes. Oh. Um, she had her handler with her because it was very difficult for her to see. But she had, like, the uh, – she was very petite and tiny, and she had, like, the tiny little vampire fangs in her mouth or whatever. So she looks like the scene when uh, the candle later on in the movie is flashed in front of her. There's, like, this mystical candle for anyone uh, when we get there that will uh, repel or, or uh, act like kryptonite to vampires. Yeah, yeah weaken yep. them. And it, she, she starts, like, you know, with the teeth out and everything and, you know, really kind of showing her vampirism in a way. Um. And I really like that, but she yeah. put like that level of detail into it. So and she and Astro was just like, oh, so why, why from that scene? And she's like, oh, I thought she looked the prettiest when she was like really <laughs> vamping it out because she was in pain. And I was oh. like, oh, okay, all right, <laughs> interesting. Did she um, did she do something with a forehead or wig to make it large forehead? <laughs> uh, she had short hair anyway, so she okay. just kind of like styled her hair that way and slicked it back to give her the forehead portraying. She didn't do anything nice. ridiculous, like wear a piece, but she did put her hair back that way to make, and maybe that's what it is. Just the character's hair is slicked back. So the oh, forehead's yeah. so much more protruding. Cause I know some people who don't, they, when they put their hair back, their forehead's just like, out there. <laughs> right. um, there's also a style in this movie. I absolutely do enjoy is that yes, Dean and Magnus Lee are drawn ridiculously tall, but there's no ridiculous body proportions in this film you know what i mean there's no overt fan service for no reason right and even in the sequel they don't do that in some anime a lot and in some anime that is um unavoidable (laughs) but this or whatever the guys and girls are drawn proportionately they all look chiseled and nice but whatever but they're not ridiculous in any way that's just taking you out of the film Right. And I think that that's, um, an- that's what anime and horror have in common is sometimes you say anime and then people will think of these like stereotypes uh-huh. of, well, it's going to be these ridiculous proportions or it's going to be over sexualized or like for horror. Oh, it's just, it's going to be like an 80s slasher. And there's a uh, room for both of those things in both of those genres, but it doesn't define them. Right. Definitely. And I'm, I'm glad for this, that they focus more on the, how the characters need to be and how uh, the story should be flowed than just making it fan servicey for whatever reason. And right. in the 80s and 90s, there wasn't, it's not to say that there was, that wasn't there, but it definitely didn't become as big of a deal until like the 90s and then the 2000s. Right. Um, the jiggle feature, if you want, if you will, sometimes. Right. Um, 
and uh, the the cover art that all the covers for the book books for the novel series have all been collected in a in a in a table coffee table size compendium called the coffin and they're just they're, they're long um uh, uh horizontal pages oh yeah so you flip them and it's just huge horizontal book beautiful oh that's cool yeah i was trying to remember what the name was like what am i thinking of vertical no horizontal <laughs> so yeah. But that ends our five minutes with um, just a lot of chit-chat after a quick battle, and then D heals up, and then she's like, oh, you're a damn peel. Yep. That's how I figured it out. (laughs) So uh, that's how we end our five minutes. Uh, Thank you, Kelly, for joining me for these episodes and giving your insights about, like, uh, your perspective on anime and this film. And I know you're not a big – this this being your first kind of big exposure to uh, this this type of horror with anime. But thank you for giving us some insights about what your thoughts and opinions on the tropes of anime. Yes. Uh, which well, this film you. does I hit them like sometimes. I, said, I feel like this is my gateway into it, so I'm excited to watch more. Yeah, definitely watch the next one. Watch Wicked City, like I said. Um, if you've never seen Akira, that's the big anime movie that blew people up. That was the anime movie people were like, what is this film? You know, it's very sci-fi, park noir, um, body horror sometimes. Awesome. Theory. What's a good series to watch as well? Oh, Cowboy Bebop. Highly recommend. Okay. Uh, if you saw the live action show, the anime is amazing. Okay, great. Where can people find you online? So you can find me at HorrorRewind.com. That's our <coughs> podcast. Otherwise, all the social media, Kelly Florence. And you can find me on Radio Horror, that Radio Horror at gmail.com, or on Twitter at Christy SAV, uh, or on uh, the Vampire Movie Minute podcast uh, at, on Twitter. And we'll be back in another uh, exciting episode in a couple of weeks with Scott here on the Vampire Movie Minute podcast covering Vampire Hunter D.